0: spout over the microphone, paying you down, getting you back in Cardiff, getting hot. Uh, (laughs) Seven out of ten. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So that's a bit harsh. Overactive thyroid. I feel great now, and the endorphins release, Right. and then you're tricked into thinking
1: that you enjoyed the run. So in case you haven't picked up, me and Dan are friends that go way back, we've been friends for about ten years, we went to school together, and then university together.
0: The Running With It Podcast. As, as we'll get on to in this episode, I think, you, you have to be fluid with your goals, despite the fact my um, my main goals this year are running. I'm doing the London Marathon, for example. Okay. Um, you have to be fluid with it. An right. injury came up, and I can't run for the time being. So what, rather than getting frustrated with that and, and getting bogged down in the fact that I can't pursue that goal entirely mm. right now, mm. you've got to readjust and, and sort of take a different angle and think, well, what can I do in the meantime? I can go out cycling, so let's make the most of that. Yeah. So that's what that's what my plans are this week to just try and maximize the cycling, so I can uh, so I can still pursue the goal of the London Marathon. With right. All, uh, I mean, so I can imagine to to people listening,
1: there's like so much there to get their head around. First of all, I think it's good it's good talking about the uh, the decision to run the London Marathon, right? Because at least for people growing up in the UK, the London Marathon is very much put out there. You're right there. Just stripping down. <laughs> stripping down, getting hot. Uh, uh, the London Marathon is put forward as something really that people should aim to it's kind of a bucket list item i guess isn't it particularly for uh, yeah. people who are have experience being um athletic or even active you know the london marathon is held up there as kind of something that you should aim to tick off
0: so when did you decide that you, that was something you wanted to do well actually i was i was, was through the navy that i've got involved in it so um I've, I've been running half marathons for a few years now did a half decent time last year and they, they picked up on that and, and thought they'd get me an entry into the London Marathon and, and sort of see if I can nail down a good time for them okay. in the London Marathon. So they, they prompted you to... Exactly, yeah. They right. picked up on the fact that I was doing right at the half marathon distance and they wanted to sort of give me a try at the marathon. But, uh, so, so what's in it for them in, in getting you to do it then? So the London Marathon also happens to be the inter-services marathon. Right, so we're competing against the RAF and the Army Okay. to try and come out on top. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be anywhere near the top of those guys, but uh, but there's a certain amount of places on the team they had to fill. Right, right. I might be towards the bottom of that list, but you know, a place is a place at the end of the day. Absolutely, mate. And and in to be
1: able to run the London Marathon is something, and, and B, to kind of be doing that within a structure that encourages you to kind of reach your peak level of uh, athleticism is is really interesting. Okay, so so you'll be going there
0: competing with army people. Exactly, that's, people. The, that's the plan at least. So obviously injury at the moment, yeah, is, is casting its doubt over that. But right. uh, but we'll we'll keep plugging away and, and keep trying to to nail down the goal. Yeah, it must have been quite a bummer when you got the injury then. Oh yeah, when you
1: felt that oh, that, that a stress fracture go. Up. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I think running is a is a as a sport where you have to sort of half-expect at all times. Right. You're putting your body through pounding after pounding on the pavements while you go through training. And, uh, yeah, right. no matter how, how healthy you feel one minute, you know, that around the corner there could be an injury at any time. I imagine this is something then that people at home have felt. You know, if
1: anybody's listening to this, I'm sure it's a, a situation that they can picture themselves in where they're aiming towards something. You know, they've set a goal and then they... Big kind of injury or
0: turning point and arrives. It doesn't have to be an injury, does it? It can be anything in life. Yeah. There's so many variables in what we do uh-huh. that you can set yourself a massive goal, Yeah, which is a long way off and you have a lot of time to prepare for it and you're, and you're doing so properly, you're building yeah. up towards it properly and then something, something comes out of nowhere, which, which means you can no longer either train towards that goal or, or even have a go at competing at that in yeah. the
1: first place. So are you have you now had to adjust the time that you're aiming for or something like that in response to this injury? Um, yeah, I certainly should have done. Uh, <laughs> oh, should have done. Okay, so, so it's
0: not something you've done. You're still pushing yourself to perform as you would at this point. Well, I, I, I think I still have to see where the next few weeks take me, really, because right. we're still injured at the moment. How long is it going to be before I can run again? And that's the big factor that's going to influence... What I can expect to achieve? Yeah, yeah. At the race,
1: how are you feeling about the uh, the fact that the navy have put a bit of pressure on you? Then, because I think that's also something that's really important with goals. You know, as soon as you make a goal public yeah everyone else is involved in it you know i've had it with me 100%. or my friends all the time where i say you know i'm going to lose x amount of weight or i'm going to do this or i'm going to go vegan for january you know and yeah. every day in january everyone's saying to me are you still vegan are you still vegan how's the veganism going you know how, how was it going well it's, that didn't happen that was totally so <laughs> fictional but um you know i still we actually had a nando's yesterday me and dan not not afraid to say it yeah other bands and, and are you did have a chicken didn't you yeah. Yeah. have a chicken yeah, yeah so, so uh, the veganism is not going particularly well no but but that i think that's something interesting to talk about particularly yeah. in Relation to the London Marathon, how are you feeling about the pressure? Because the moment you um, put yeah. words to a goal,
0: no, sure, and I think it is a bit of pressure actually. Because, um, yeah, because as, as I mentioned previously, they're the ones that picked me out and, and signed me up for it. Yeah, yeah, and invested the money to, to get me on the start line in the first place. Um, however, I think, as I've mentioned before, running is a sport where injuries are commonplace, right? But just due to the nature of the sport, so. If anyone's going to understand the situation that I found myself in, it's going to be the, the fellow runners that are also competing with for the Navy. Okay. Um, so I think that sort of alleviates a little bit of pressure, um, and I don't think they'll doubt they'll, they'll trust me when I say that, um, rather than they, they won't think oh he's just he's just lazy and not bothered to put the training in. Right. Um, right. I see. Hmm. So it, it it sounds like it's, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and I think it's again, maybe people at home will have a different perspective on this, but I I think you're also in maybe quite a unique scenario where because they put you up for it, whilst that involves pressure, they're also acknowledging that you're good enough. And I think a big part of, of goal setting is feasibility, but then from other people's perspective, that feasibility also matters as well. You know, and I think to come back to the the veganism example, which we now know is not true, you know, if I was to say to my friends that I was aiming for that, I think that would be quite a big surprise for them. So maybe they'd be more invested in checking if that goal was still happening, and so I'd feel more pressure about it. Whereas it sounds like in your scenario, because they put you up for it, because you felt ready in yourself for it, maybe they expected me to be ready. Yeah, so yeah. It, in a way, kind of paradoxically, it feels like there's less pressure almost. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I'd still say there is some pressure there.
1: And how much are you consciously aware of this? So there's like, you know it. In these kind of podcasts or the books that you might read related to this kind of stuff, yeah. people sometimes will say that they're very deliberate with it. You know, so people will have apps, they'll write it down every day, they'll
0: journal, whatever. Yeah. Do you do any of that kind of stuff? Or I'm certainly not journaling every day. Right, right. Not to that extent, but I have, I've gone, for example, 2020, i wrote down my goals at the start of the year. But the, I think the issue with my goals is as a person is they're all athletically driven. I'm always right. striving for a certain performance or a, uh, a certain metric to tick myself off against right? and to build up towards. Okay. Whereas I'm not particularly focused on making goals towards my life because at the moment everything, everything seems in place and I'm sort of just rolling with the punches of it. And I think also your career
1: choice is such that, as you say, maybe... You don't have to think as much about your career because it's kind of more stepwise and more yeah. planned out from the start. I don't know. Maybe do you want to give it people,
0: is. give people an insight into what that means? Like, what is your yeah? So my my training is in place at the moment. I'm am going through it and it's it's working course to course and and just getting them done at, as and when I got right. loaded onto them. So I don't I don't really have to think too much about it. I have to set goals in order to 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 be there on the start line because it's. I'm already loaded onto the course. I just have to turn up and, and get it done. Right. Um, but people, people
1: will, might, if they're going to be critical people, they, they might say that that sounds quite passive
0: then. It Do does, know? yeah. I agree. I completely agree. But I think given that is my career choice and that's the way it is, right. it's, it's, I have pretty limited scope for impact upon that, I think. Right. I think from in, my, in the, my sort of line of work, it's more important to have side projects mm. that you can set goals and make yourself accountable for. Right. Aside from aside from work, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think I can imagine how
1: that's true. You know, if you're having a navy career where there's really it's it's you're right. The responsibility to a degree is out of your hands, right? You know, most yeah.
0: most of the time. And of course, I have I've lo- I'm, Well, I'm not lofty, but I have goals to get my wings, for example. But that's a right. As in, you mean to be a, to be a pilot? Right? As in, yeah, get qualified as a pilot. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Uh, what can I do to impact that on a day-to-day basis? Look, I'm, going, I'm currently in the pipeline to achieve that. I'm yeah. going through the courses and passing them one by one. Yeah. On a, yeah, it It's not something that I get out of bed every morning and I can actually I go, understand. Go, and, go out and chase. But that brings us back to process and outcome goals, really, and that's the sort of common, common term that is referred to. Okay. Where you have an outcome goal, i.e., finish... On, on, on the podium at the Olympics
1: uh, I mean that's a hefty goal to, <laughs> hefty goal it's to not have. a so goal I have yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not a goal that I have but right. um, but it could be for someone for example that's their the outcome that they, they can confidently say they can take it off yeah. once they've done it Yeah. but a process goal would be something that they have to do along the way so okay. um, for example getting out the door for, for six runs a week
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: right so are, are you saying, so why would somebody have those two goal processes then? Is it? Is it do you think it's the thing that works, this having process and outcome goals? I think so, yeah. And I, is it something that you apply
1: in your own life, do you think? I would say for me, I always think in smaller goals. I personally yeah. find that a much more useful way of thinking about stuff. So if we're sticking with the London Marathon idea, you know, it would be really it would be huge for me right now to sit here in this chair and say, I'm going to run the London Marathon 2021. You know, for me, I, that's something I would never do. I, yeah. would, I would much more aim for really small scale. You know, I aim to go out for a run without defining distance, without defining time, anything, maybe three times a week, let's say, yeah. you know. And even then, I think I would prefer to split that down into smaller goals. So either I define the time that it would take place or... I would look at the processes that are involved in even making up that going for a run and the things Mm -hmm. you need to do. Make it easier for yourself. Yeah, exactly.
0: You need to schedule your time around it. it. Is it the fact that it's such a big event and the distances you cover are massive, or is it the fact that it's 2021 and it's so far away that you you can't really get your head around going out the door today in order to prepare yourself for something that's so far in advance?
1: I think, to be honest, it's... Probably more the first one that it's such a big event, and it's at the moment would be a
0: huge step for me. A bit like me saying I'm going to go on the podium in the Olympics. Then yeah.
1: exactly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah.
0: It's, just, it's just something somewhat incomprehensible. Yeah. I Given mean, you current current status. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I would. I, I might be controversial and give myself more credit here, but I'd say it's probably more likely
1: I'm going to run the London Marathon than <laughs> it is that you're going to be an Olympic athlete. I don't know. Hundred yeah. percent. But I I I would say that it's it's quite a big thought to have. Whereas I'm okay with setting goals for 2021, but they would need to be something where I have kind of the process is already more established. You know, whereas if I'm really, I'd be going in completely at a novice level for the London Marathon. And I think it would be outrageous of me at, at this point. I, th- I think, again, this is something important to point out now. So Dan, as you've definitely picked up, is super active, kind of aiming towards elite level performance across multiple sporting disciplines. Whereas I am not that kind of person, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I-, I enjoy sport at a recreational level, but I, I would never, ever imagine myself kind of performing at the levels that Dan is yeah. I, I think for me it would be interesting to have a discussion of how you know when enough is enough is that something a feeling that you experienced Dan being able to step
0: away from something and know you've completed it or sure the issue with being a, is, a is, sports person an athlete is that you're never really done are you you can never really truly say oh that's it I'm done because I don't know though I don't know like talking about
1: the London Marathon for example I yeah. bet people listening to this who would hold the London Marathon up as something to achieve once they've done the London Marathon would be like that's a life achievement
0: yeah I you suppose know. you're, I've, taken, I've, I've you're it. taken off and so that's your outcome goal isn't it right as, as, as to, to bring it back to sort of common phraseology yeah. that's your outcome goal so I suppose you can tick that off because you've, you've reached a certain race time you've, com- you've completed it in the first place uh, and and you can say you yeah, look I've achieved that goal I can take that off, but as an athlete you have got to keep adjusting your goals so that you are you keep striving for more performance. Otherwise, what what you're really training for after after you tick off your your five k time or your or your London marathon, what are you really training for beyond that? Yeah, I I mean I, I guess it depends on what somebody is
1: in it for. Yeah. So If somebody's motivation is to be like yourself kind of the best athlete they can be then i'm sure your approach is the right one you know where you kind of always yeah. have a new goal a new target a new time whatever whereas if somebody's doing it for their own kind of well-being or their own the way they feel about themselves and they need to set this big goal and then go sure. ahead and achieve it i feel like that's a very different yeah process so yeah. um so yeah I, th- I think that that may be something for people to think about at home is how they kind of Uh, Know whether once they've maybe achieved a goal whether they see that as something that is achieved for them or whether they think that actually they want to revisit it and and rework it So I don't think one approach is necessarily better than the other and you're right and and, and yeah I
0: I think my approach certainly has uh, its pitfalls as well it becomes a bit of a paradox if you're never never actually able to, to tick off your goals isn't it running a 5k how do you how do you make that a goal or i think whatever you do you got to make it enjoyable for yourself right because that's the most important thing at the end of the day isn't it otherwise how how do you how do you plan to stick to it if you're not if you're not going to be enjoying it every day okay i think you got to be honest with yourself as well how many people actually go for a run come back afterwards and say hate it every minute i feel terrible now
1: Oh, mate, I think I I
0: don't know. I mean, maybe this is something that
1: people at home will have an opinion on. But for me, as as somebody who's kind of had spells of running and then not running, there is yeah. n- for me there is no feeling worse than when you started running and then that point where you flip over and you start hanging out your ass. But I think that that okay, that's actually something that I'd really like to get your perspective on. How you and this is maybe moving away from the goal conversation slightly, but how you. At a point of doing an endurance sport, turn your mind off from thinking this is horrible, I hate every second, I'm going to stop now. Because I think that's a point that everybody reaches in any kind of endurance sport. How do you, as somebody who runs a lot, cycles a lot, is generally kind of aiming for an elite level of fitness, how do you deal with those thoughts of I could just stop now and the only person
0: that would be holding me accountable is me? How do you deal with that? I've got a few opinions on that. I think it gets easier the more experience you get, for one. So the more you do something, the more likely you are to push yourself at it and you, the more used to it you get. But I think to bring it back to goals is having the bigger picture in mind. Right. Uh, why I'm I'm doing it. Okay. So I'm not just going out and completely no reason at all. It's I'm in, in pursuit of a bigger goal, like to, to win a race in the future. And that's always in my mind, sort of the visualization side of things. Right. When, when you're suffering through an interval or okay. up, a, up a hill or something like that. So picturing yourself achieving that thing yeah, in the future. Winning a race or, or, or completing the London Marathon okay. will be in my mind as I set out the door for, for going on a run in the morning when it's six o'clock and dark. That's an interesting thing then and maybe
1: a kind of practical thing that people could apply. You know, If they're having that feeling that I'm describing where they're kind of really not enjoying it and they're having to push themselves through it, you think visualization is a good thing.
0: Do you have any other tools or tips in that moment? Well, just just to go back to that, I think if someone is starting out, like you say, coming off the couch and having some sort of athletic goals to get out there and do more, I think signing yourself up to... A race or a, or at some sort of um, event, yeah, it holds you accountable to it, and it gives you a reason to get out the door in the first place, rather than just saying, oh, "I'm going to go out." My new resolution is to go out running. Well, what what for? Right. When it gets right. to week two and things start to get a bit a bit harder, what are you actually running for? Well, if yeah. you have if you have some sort of five k. In, in February, having having started in January, you, you might be more likely to, to stick to it and actually pursue it. And then when you do get to that 5k, you complete it, you get the type C fun afterwards, you right. sign up for the next one. And it's a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. And
1: you do definitely see that, or at least it seems to me that people who kind of go through that process of not doing it at all and then getting into it, and then it kind of becomes... A, it becomes a habit, which I think is something that we could talk about. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and then also it becomes... It becomes a fun activity eventually. You know, I think you just have to do enough of it in I order think, for it to feel I,
0: I, think, I think humans are creatures of habit, creatures of routine as well, and no matter how much we, we like to deny it, we like a routine. And the more that something becomes a routine, the more likely you are to stick to it. Yeah, and it's funny, we, we were talking yesterday, Dan and I went
1: to a James Blunt gig yesterday. I have a gig, yeah. Absolutely incredible gig. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think we need to dedicate some time to just dissecting that absolute masterpiece. But when we went yesterday, Dan was telling me about his uh, holiday that he went on, and he was saying that he didn't have much chance to exercise and actually how different you felt because you weren't exercising. So that really shows that actually after a while of building it into your routine, it becomes almost such a necessity that you miss it when you don't do it, which I think is probably something that you can only really imagine happening once it becomes really built into your routine. On this podcast, we are going to do a little something we like to call the Running With It Hall of Fame, where essentially Dan and I, each episode, nominate somebody who has shaped how we think about the world. Dan has the honour of presenting the first person into our Hall of Fame. Dan, who is your Hall of Fame inductee for the Running With It podcast?
0: And an honour it is to present the very first place in the Running With It Hall of Fame Two, no it's not Chris Froome, I've gone for Bear Grylls. And the reason I've gone for Bear Grylls for the first run of the Hall of Fame is because he really, in my eyes, typifies the never give up attitude. And he applies it across a multitude of different contexts as well, be that in his military career, through his sporting endeavours, and obviously nowadays through the medium of entertainment. I'd recommend his autobiography, Mud, Sweat and Tears, And particularly anyone who's interested in hearing about how his mindset was his greatest asset for succeeding both in SAS selection and his his wider life. So there we go. First place in the Running With It podcast, Hall of Fame is Bear Grylls. The Running With It podcast. If you are listening to this, thank you very much. We'll be back in the future with another episode talking more Chang, really. If you do have any thoughts on anything we've said, please do get in
1: touch with us.
0: Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.